Welcome back is what you're saying to me right now. And I'm saying it to you because it's been a few weeks and I'm finally somewhat able to actually talk. And if you listened to the last episode, you know why. I'm going to talk about it some more. But talking is still pretty difficult if I do too much of it. We went, we had um, softball the other day for my seven-year-old and um, the dugout coach again helping out. And I get really involved with, you know, the kids and, and on both sides and, you know, cheering people on and, and saying, you know, don't swing the bat at someone's face. And I did a lot of that. And the next day my face was swollen and it was hurting and I couldn't really do much and, and it hurt. So I had to be careful still. And I'm learning that day by day. I, I find new limitations <laughs> that, that hopefully are, are going to end up going away and uh, I'll be back to normal before too long. But so. It was March 28th. I had a procedure done taking a skin cancer off my face. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit graphic. May, yeah, it's going to be graphic. So if, if you have kids that are listening, maybe don't listen to this. Uh, maybe skip to the end. I don't know how long it's going to be. 15 minutes or so. I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, it was just I want to give you details of, of what occurred and, and the sensations. It was just really, really gnarly. I didn't know exactly what to expect going into it. Uh, they told me what would happen. I, I looked at the procedure. They also went over the procedure. But the thing is, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared as much as I would like to be for what happened after the removal. So it's called Mohs surgery when you have something on your face. And Mohs surgery basically makes it so that, um, not, not makes it, it's because it's on the face, the skin cancer, which uh, side note, skin cancer, um, basal cell does not like burrow. It doesn't go deep into you. Like, like I was kind of worried because it's been there for a while. I thought it was like, you know, touching my skull or, you know, I'm going to go further, but it doesn't work like that. It's, it's, it's grape cells. It's not a, it's not a funnel system. It's not a cone system. So it, it kind of goes along the surface and then in, in, in the skin, but it doesn't go past the fat layer. So that, that's good. But so the most surgery, what, what they do is they, they remove what they can see. The, the plastic surgeon slash Mohs surgeon, he, he does both. He outlines your, the area with a, you know, one of those pens that they use for plastic surgery. And basically they just cut that out and then they put that out for, they have a, an onsite, um, biopticistician. <laughs> I don't know what you call the guy that does biopsies. Um, and then they take a look at it and they, they can, they basically do the biopsy and then they give back to the doctor, the results. And then the doctor then uh, can see exactly where to cut next. So after the initial thing is cut out, you are bandaged up heavily. I mean, heavily bandaged up because you're, you know, they scar it. Um, they carterize it, I should say. Um, but then they, they 
bandage it and they send you down to the waiting room so you can wait for like 45 minutes to an hour while the biopsy is being done. And then the doctor, surgeon, whatever, takes a look at it and he's able then to see where the next area is to cut. So the most surgery is just precision. And then it basically, the, the biopsy will show them exactly where the cancer still is located uh, in the skin. So this is what they can't see. So then they bring you back up after they, they know where it is. And, you know, they said most times it's, it's two or three, most commonly it's two or three different uh, surgical operations uh, or stages, I guess. Uh, so after the first one, they bring you up they, and then they do the second one. And then they bandage you up again and they send you out and, and, you know, and it goes on and on until they get all of the cancer, right? It can take several times. It all depends. So when they did it, um, okay, so here, they tell you at, at first, so they, they draw the line, they show you uh, on a mirror, or this he did, uh, he showed me where, you know, how big it was. So this is where I'm going to cut. And uh, then they, they basically position you in a way, you're in a chair, you're not on a table or anything, you're just in a chair that, that, that reclines and declines, whatever you want to call and they, it was on my right side. So they, they pushed my head against my left side of my face against the seat. And I had to keep it like that for as long as the procedure was. I, I have neck problems sometimes. So that, that wasn't great, but I, it wasn't as bad the first round as I thought it would be. So that thankfully that was good. So he said, uh, as he's putting in several shots of uh, local anesthetic, uh, or what do you call that? Yeah, whatever. Uh, the local. He puts it all around the area so that you can't feel anything. And as he's doing that, he said, okay, so it's going to be a weird sensation. Says this is your first time. Apparently, a lot of people that have this surgery end up coming back for more later on. So it's like the gateway drug, <laughs> the gateway cancer. Hopefully, that's not true. Um, he said, because it's your first time, it's going to feel weird. It's going to, you're going to hear things. It's going to be kind of strange, but don't worry. Everything's normal. So I was like, great. That's, that's awesome. And then, he, you know, after the shots are done, he, he, you know, presses your face and makes sure that you can feel that. No, uh, you do feel like pressure, but you don't feel what happens next. And then he, uh, he doesn't explain exactly what he's doing. He, he tells you he's removing it, but he doesn't tell you how. I, I, I'm thinking scalpel. And, and he does. He uses a scalpel to kind of go around the edges. But then I didn't know what I was hearing and for what, what he was using to make the sound he was. So the best I can describe it from the first point, from the first, from the first time I hear it through that first procedure all through the first one, trying to figure out what it is. It sounds like metal scraping on skull. That's the best way I can describe it for the first time that I hear it. And it's very nerve wracking, very nerve wracking. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so, so unsettling and it, it's just scraping, scraping, scraping. And I'm like, is he like touching my brain? You know, is, is he like, <laughs> is he carving his initials in my skull? It is insane. And every time he he's cutting, he has to he has to carterize it and, and and like 
press, his assistant is pressing gauze. Like every time he moves, she has to press gauze on my face. Like I'm, my face is being pressed into, like, she's almost like, it's trying to like throw my, or like push my head through the chair. Like <laughs> you're going to go on the floor now, um, constantly. And so my neck is being, you know, it's just, okay. So then scrape, 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 push, scrape, 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 burn, push. It, it was just unbelievable. Uh, that lasts about five minutes, which is what they told me is about five minutes. It, it felt like forever. And and then he's like, okay, so we're going to set this out. And, and he just leaves. And then the the aide is there and and she is, you know, pressing down to, to kind of keep any residual blood from, you know, flowing down me. Um, but the cauterization usually takes care of a lot of it. So that's, that's good. However, okay. So she puts a big bandage. It's, it's sticking out like four inches from my face. It's huge. I have pictures. And then they send you downstairs. She's like, can you walk? They, they give you a couple of minutes because it, it's a lot, you know, and all the blood's going to your head and stuff. Um, and then she, she's like, can you walk? And, and then you go downstairs <laughs> by yourself into the waiting room where thank, thank God my wife was there. And I, I just sit there and, and I wait. Well, while I'm waiting, I start feeling something coming down. Well, first of all, the staff there are fantastic. You know, if you're, if you're in the area, and you need something like this done, let me know and uh, I'll tell you where to go. Um, the people behind the, the counter, amazing people. You want a lollipop? I, I didn't want anything. And, but they were very nice because, you know, you're losing blood and it's a big ordeal. You need some sugar. And I didn't eat anything, but that's just because it was really early in the morning. It was seven o'clock when we got there. And, uh, I was like the, one of the first people there and I, I didn't want anything. I was just in like in shock because of the sounds that I heard. Forget the way it felt. It, this, the sounds themselves were just uh, horrific. And I was, I mean, I was on the verge of tears when I was sitting next to my wife and I, I couldn't talk. It hurt so bad. And then the, the bandages. So I'm sitting there for a little while and all of a sudden I feel something go down my neck. And then you know, I was like, I tapped my wife because I can't really move. I, I'm like afraid to move. And she's like, oh. And she runs up to the, the front desk and, and grabs some uh, tissues and I hold it there. And, and so I'm bleeding from underneath. And they call, you know, the, the woman behind the desk runs upstairs and they call me up and they have to basically rebandage it, which is, that's, that's fun. Oh, so they just, they just add more bandage is basically all they did. But thankfully, because they don't want to like rip off everything. It's so much gauze and so much tape. So I was like, I promise I didn't do anything. And she's like, no, 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 it just, you know, it was a lot. We, we took a lot. So that's, that's the other thing before I move on. Like the size of these skin cancers are usually, the basal cell, I should say, are usually not that big. You know, it's usually just a minuscule little, little piece, almost looks like a, a pimple, sometimes a little bit bigger than that. It's usually not a lot. Mine was very big in comparison. And so we'll get into more, more into that later. So then they send me back downstairs. It happens again. I start bleeding again a few minutes later. The problem was my wife gave me a piece of gum because just something just to put in my mouth. I, I wasn't looking forward to, to having anything. I, I felt sick. Mint gum usually kind of, you know, settles your stomach a little bit. So I had that and I started chewing it. Bad idea. 
Because basically that's just your face. You're just using your face. And I'll get into why that's a big deal later on. <laughs> Not using your face, but anyway. Um, so then it started bleeding again. I had to go back upstairs. And then they basically just kept me there. Um, they, She had me just hold the area. The The aide had me hold the area of where it was bleeding with a bunch of more gauze. I look like I took a picture of that and I just look like I have a pillow on my face. And then she's like, okay, I think your biopsy is almost done. I think the doctor's still looking at it right now. So just stay here. And so in about 10 minutes, I'm sitting there and he comes back in. And he's like, okay, let's do the next layer. They take off all the bandages and they pump you with more, um, not anesthetic. What is that called? It's a local and it's a numbing agent. <laughs> and they, they basically, um, they do just this tiny area and then he cuts that away. It's actually quicker this time. But this is when I start realizing that the scraping sound starts to take on a different personality or different uh, characteristic. And I start to realize, wait a minute, he's not scraping bone. Obviously, obviously he's not scraping bone. I, I knew that, but this is, this is something different. Okay. So the, he takes that piece, he walks out again and she bandages me up again. But this time she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to load you up. I'm going to make sure that you don't uh, bleed again. And she did a really good job. Um, and I just made sure when I went downstairs, I had a lollipop. I, I, I accepted it this time. I was like, yes, I, I need some. I, I feel my legs are really weak and I, I couldn't finish it. It was just too much because even like just having the lollipop in my mouth was creating movements that were creating, I don't know, more pain. And, 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 and then I did start to bleed again. <laughs> so, they, uh, so we went through that again and I had to go upstairs. And, uh, thankfully it was all gone. That was, I only had to do the two rounds, which was, that was great. However, I had to wait quite a long time because my procedure was more intensive than anyone else of the day. Not only that, it was more involved than 95% of the cases that they see. So like I said in the last episode, I had this thing on my face probably five years. My wife and I are trying to to actually get back to the actual origin of this. And I think it's longer. I'm not positive. Don't, don't, don't sit on these things. <laughs> go get them checked out. Even by just, just go to your, you know, general practitioner and just let them refer you to somebody. Get it checked out. Um, so it was too big. And the location of it, um, it just made it more intensive. I, I bled a lot the second time, uh, the second procedure, like when I went up to get it re or, you know, when I was bleeding in the waiting room the second time, it, it, I actually lost a lot. It, it was just flowing. So it, it's just, it was not a good experience. Um, it was just a very big section comparatively speaking, and it involved a lot more. So I was the last person to leave for Mo's surgery that day. They do eight to 10 a day. I was one of the first one there, first ones there. And I was like the last one out because mine was more involved. Usually they would take out a little piece. Once all the cancer's gone for, for normal no, Mo's surgery, there's a few stitches and then they send you away. This was so much more involved and I really did not understand what was happening before going in. And even while it's happening, I, I'm just, I don't know. So now that the cancer's gone, he had to do another procedure to cover it, 
cover the area that was taken. So if you have a, a, a dollar coin, not one of the gold ones, one of the older ones from like 70s and 80s, that's about the size of it. And, but it was kind of like oblong. And you're removing that, you have to cover it. For most point or most parts, they don't want to use, um, uh, like they don't want to take from another part of your body and put it on your face, right? Most likely that was going to be my butt <laughs> or my leg. I don't want that. He didn't want that. And, you know, if it's anywhere else in your body, it's a big hole. They, they'll do that. They'll, they'll take it from another part and then um, get in it. But um, here's what. It, okay. So anyway, I, um, let me, let me take a break for a second. So they have to do a facelift. I'm like, okay. And they told me that before. I understand that. I didn't look at what was involved in a facelift, although I did see or did read that most cases the per, the the patient is put under, right? They don't know what's going on. Well, this is a special case. I can't be put under. And that's because of all of the in-between stages. You, they cut a piece and then you go downstairs and wait for the biopsy and come up. They, they can't put you out for five hours because it might not even be five hours. And then it might be less, it might be more. They can't do it. And it's in a, it's not in a hospital, it's in a, an office. So this has to all be done while you're awake. And in most cases, 95% or more, it's not a big deal. And it's not as involved as this. And they're not doing facelifts for this. If they are, it's a very tiny bit. It, no one is getting this size taken out of their face. Okay, so they have to do a facelift. He doesn't explain exactly. Well, he does. He okay. That's not true. I'm sorry. He draws. He's he's looking. He get it's his, gets his marker out again, and he draws where he's going to be cutting. And it, it kind of looks. It, it starts at my eye. He's he's he doesn't want to go too close to my eye because if he pulls, it's going to look funny. So he goes a little bit away from my eye and then, excuse me, sorry, goes to my ear and then down my face to just below my ear. Not, not even like right at the jawline, basically. He's like, this is where we're going to cut. I said, okay, still not realizing what's going on. He's like, you have any questions? No, ask more questions. I went over this last time. Ask more questions. (laughs) Just, just ask more questions. Uh, and then he proceeds to numb that whole side of my face. Everywhere he's going to be, he's going outside of it with needles. It, there's dozens. He uses so many syringes of this stuff and just every, you know, is poking and poking and talking to me the whole time. And I, like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. I just, I just want this done. And he's, they're very nice. Both of them, the, the surgeon, the aide, I won't go in there and give their names unless I talk to you personally. Very great people. Really nice. I'm so, so happy that they were the ones that did it. But I don't, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to talk right now. And they, they did their best uh, as far as like keeping me, you know, engaged. <laughs> Again, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to be there. Um, So he's so many, I, it had to be at least 40 
little shots all around my face. And then he starts like at my jawline. And then I, I feel it. I'm like, ah, and like, do you feel that? They both stop immediately. You feel that? I said, yeah. And he like touches it, not with the knife, but touch it. He's like, you feel this? I said, yes. I said, oh man. Okay. So he gets another syringe and, and puts like four more shots around that. Waits a little bit. Can't feel anymore. Okay, good. Then he proceeds to cut. And the initial cut is, is the line going around where he marked, right? Across the face and down. And when it's across the face, it's not a straight line. It kind of goes up a little bit and kind of like a curve. I don't know. Maybe I'll show, like put pictures on. Yeah, I'll put a picture on Instagram. Yeah, I, I think I will. Maybe a couple. And then it goes down. And, and I don't know how far it goes because I can't really tell. Uh, but it's further than I thought. It actually goes below the jawline and back. Um, along the ear a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. (sighs) Then begins the cutting. Okay. So my head is against the the left side of my face is against the chair and it's there for at least an hour. This procedure is a lot longer and that's why they had to wait for everyone else to go because usually it's so, so, you know, cut, so done, go. It's a couple minutes. This was an hour because of the size, the location, and what had to be done in order to hide it. The facelift is just to hide the area that they they removed. They basically have to compensate, and they're not going to put a skin graft. That's it. Thank you to my brain finally catching up. Skin graft. They didn't want to do skin graft. And I'm thankful for that. So... After he does the initial lines, then begins the facelift itself. And if you don't know what a facelift is, you're going to find out right now. <laughs> and this is, this is the most graphic part. And, it's be, and I'm going over it because of the experience that I had and, and what's involved. And, and, and if you ever have to do it, <laughs> or if you ever like, maybe I should get a facelift, maybe don't. <laughs> or or if, if you're going to do it, make sure that you're under. You, you don't want to remember this. So that original scraping sound that I heard, which he called more of like a vibration kind of sound. It sounds like a vibration. It's not a vibration. It's not nowhere near that. Once this started and a few minutes into it, I, I knew exactly what was happening and what that sound was. And it was the sound of scissors. A facelift if you're going to lift the face, basically what that is, is you're, you're basically lifting up the face uh, and that, that's it. I mean, <laughs> it's a facelift. Uh, what they have to do, in, though, in order to lift up the cheeks is they basically have to remove the skin. <laughs> they have to separate, not remove. It's kind of like removing. They have to separate the skin from the face and that way they can pull up and that's what they had to do. And in order to remove skin from face, you have to cut and you have to cut with scissors. And so the vibrating sounds, I finally realized what they were and nearly went into hysterics. I didn't, I kept my cool 
I mean, it's just the thought and the sounds of what's actually happening is to me, it was horrifying. And I, I don't think I'd be alone in that. That's it's cutting and dabbing, cutting and dabbing. I'm sorry. There's something else I'm not talking about. Cutting, dabbing, pulling, cutting, pulling, dabbing. It's, uh, they're cutting your flesh away from your face. <laughs> and I don't know how far they go down uh, as far as like how deep, but it, it's obviously deep enough that because they have to lift it up, right? It's not just the outside layer. It's they're cutting a lot and they're lifting it up to cover the spot that they took. So they cut and cut and cut, dab, 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 pull. I, what I'm feeling, I don't feel the cutting, but my brain is telling me it's happening because I, I, I hear it and it's, it's, I can still hear it today. I had PTSD afterwards and for a few days. Um, and I, and I thought it would last longer and, and thankfully it, it didn't. I was kind of healed of that, but I can hear it right now. And it's, it's not making me like curl into a ball into the field position. Uh, like it was the first couple days. I, I, the first day it happened, I, I kind of passed out a little bit when I came home and I, I woke up in hysterics. I woke up crying from the sound because I, I was picturing the sound in my head or I was hearing it anyway. So they're cutting and pulling, they're pulling down the skin and that's what you feel. You feel like a tugging on your skin as they're pressing you down and they're pressing you down because you know, you're bleeding and they have to, Sop it up so that the doctor can keep going. So the the aid is pressing my head into the chair again, as if trying to throw me through the floor. And that lasted way longer than I wanted it to. Uh, And it was absolutely horrifying. Um, The cutting, the cutting itself, the sound of the scissors through flesh. And I'm sorry again, but I did tell you that this would be graphic. It was one of the worst sounds I've ever heard. And it's just, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it had to be done. And I understand that. And I'm cancer free now. I get that. The experience itself was, was something I wouldn't wish on anybody. And uh, thankfully I'm going back every year for a full body checkup because now that I'm more prone to having basal cell come back or, you know, in, in other locations, it'll be taken care of way sooner than it was this time. And that's, that's the upside of this or one of the two upsides, not cancer anymore. And it will be taken care of if it happens again. (sighs) So that it occurs for quite a while. He's, he's pulling, he's pulling. Finally, when the face is removed, <laughs> when the flesh is removed from the face, satisfactorily speaking, it, it goes, it was quite a bit. Like he has to go down far. And uh, like if, if you hold, put your hand, feel where your jaw hinges at the top on your right side. You can feel it. If you move your jaw up and down, you can feel kind of where it, it hinges. Okay. So take your finger from that point and then diagonally go down, down your cheek to about level with 
the area between your mouth and your nose. Not going all the way to there, just going an angle. And that's about as far down as he went, cutting so that he can lift up. And he has to do it in a way that's not going to look funny, you know? And, and I really thought that I was going to look like um, a Quasimodo or, or Sloth from Goonies. I, I was really worried. And once they cut and they remove, they pull to where he needs to go. He creates an anchor point at the very top. Again, right in the right side where your uh, where your jaw, your, what was it, the hinges, creates an anchor point, and that's that allows him to be able to adjust as he's going. And then he starts sewing up, and he had to cut more than he thought. He got closer to my eye than he wanted to, and then he had to go to the right of my ear. Uh, against, you know, down below the jawline and then a little bit further right. And that was basically just to make it so that it didn't look funny. And I, I'm glad for that. But man, man, was it an experience that I don't want to go through again. So then they sew you up and that takes a while because you have the, the inner layer, hundreds of stitches, and then the outer layer isn't as many, but that's kind of, so the inner layer holds everything together. The outer layer is just so it won't, you know, bleed and stuff. And a week later, you know, you get those taken out, got those removed, everything looks fine. Um, so here's what happens after the stitches are done. They use a glue to go over it and then little, little tiny, very tiny pieces of, of tape. All, you look like Frankenstein. It, it looks like stitches itself <laughs> and it goes all the way around. And then they bandage you. And the bandage was just as big as it was before. And it just puffed out. And I have a picture of that as well, uh, the after effect. They put you on that. You're able to kind of move your neck. I was so, I didn't want to move at all. It, it was just like, it was so painful on that side, even after the procedure. And I, I just, I didn't want to, to ruin anything. They're talking to me through the whole procedure as he's cutting, as he's cutting the flesh from my face, <laughs> he is talking to me. And it, again, I understand it. I get it. He wants to keep me engaged, right? I don't want to talk. He's asking me about vacations. He's asking me where I'm going to go. He asked me where I'm going to go this summer so many times, and I, I'm done with it. Um, and I, I said to him, I don't want to mess you up. He's like, oh, no, I'll be fine. You're pulling my face from my... <laughs> just, I didn't say anything about that. I didn't acknowledge in that moment what he was doing. I just didn't want to mess him up. Because in my mind, I'm like, you're pulling my, my, my flesh from my face. <laughs> And so he's, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk, but, but I did. I, as, as little as I could, I let them do most of the talking, which honestly they should. You're working on my face. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I'm talking. When you talk, feel your face as you're talking. That whole thing, it all moves. Do you know how much of your face you actually use on a daily basis for the littlest of tasks? All of it. That's how many. And you don't know that until you can't use your face. And I found that out the hard way. After they let me go home, uh, I was the last one there as far as the most surgery. I was the last one. I was, it was about 12, about 12 o'clock we left. So I was there from seven, a little before seven to 12. And on the way home, every bump was horrific. My wife, God bless her. I mean, she was panicking the whole time as she was driving because she was like, 
I'm hurting him. Um, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Sorry, I'm getting calls, but they're not for me. Um, and, uh, man, um, you know, it was, it was pretty difficult and we finally get home. I don't want to eat anything. My wife is like anything you want. I, and I, and I know that I can't chew. I know I can't chew. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. So, um, you know, she gives me some soup for the next few days. It's very, very minimal what I can do as far as eating, talking, I'm, I'm whispering the entire time. Uh, they don't give you anything for pain. They tell you to get extra strength Tylenol. And if you're like me, that does absolutely nothing for you. I can't use Advil, which is the, the go, you know, ibuprofen is their go-to for everything now. That's your pain relief for anything that you're going through. It's just, you know, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. Can't take that because it increases swelling and my face is already going to get swollen as, as anything else. And can't take that, which is like, not that it's a great pain relief, but it's better than extra strength Tylenol. I'll tell you that much. Can't take that for at least the first week. And I don't, I, um, man. Um, so I'm sitting there in my chair in the bedroom. I, I have to sleep upward. So I'm sleeping in that chair. Uh, every movement is pain. Yawning, forget about it. Sneezing, the absolute worst, absolute worst thing was sneezing. But talking, chewing, blinking, you feel everything. Everything is affected by this. And it, it movements, I can't move. It's just everything that I do is pain. And nothing you can do about it. You know, just, you just have to, to roll with it until it's, it's done. For the first two weeks, it was very painful. The first week was just, it was absolute hell. It, it really was. And it started getting better and better. Once, so I had the bandage on my face. I had to keep it on for, they say, try to keep it on for 48 hours. They said that sometimes just, you know, after 12 hours, people can't do it and they take it off. I went 36 hours and I figured that was enough. And so I did, that's it. I did 36 hours, took the bandage off. And right then a lot of pressure was, was released. Um, the bandage was obviously very tight on my face. So that was nice, except when I took it off, I saw what it was on my face and I got immediately incredibly nauseous. And that's the shock of it. And I it just sat in the shower and like, I, I really thought I was going to throw up, which at the time was a horrifying thought. Like, how am I going to throw up with this? I'm going to rip out my, my stitches. It's just, this can't happen. Got that to subside. I know it feels like I'm whining right now, but honestly, I'm just telling you what I went through. And a couple of days into it, I, I can't really say it got better. It didn't really get better that week. After the stitches got out, the outer layer stitches, the inner layer is still in there. After that was taken, those were taken out, I started feeling better. As far as like that was pulling too. Everything was pulling. Even right now, those stitches are gone. The inner layer is still there, but I still feel pulling. It's it just feels very strange on my face right now. After those were taken out, a lot of pressure was taken out away as well. And that was that was good. And then I started being able to take Advil because the swelling wasn't as bad as they thought it would be. That's one thing. They said after two days, two days after the procedure, procedure, third day, I was gonna look like Rocky in a in the ring. 
against uh what was it, Ivan? Igor? I don't I can't remember. Um Dolph Lundgren. That didn't really happen. I did get puffy. I had a little bit of bruising, but nothing. I don't really bruise. And that's not a brag. That's just, it just, I got hit by a car and I didn't really bruise. I got a little bit of yellow under the eye. And my eye, my eye was very puffy for a while. My face is puffy, but nowhere near what they thought it would be. And it, it looked really good when they, they took out the, uh, the stitches. They said, this is, this is doing really well. And they put more tape on, more glue, more tape, just to kind of hold it, uh, keep it from separating. And uh, they said, those will take a couple days. Keep them on as long as you can. I kept those on as long as I possibly could because the next step is Vaseline. Always Vaseline. Your face, he said, it has to look greasy. <laughs> That's how you know you're doing it right. Your face looks greasy. Right now, I have Vaseline on my face. Looks greasy. greasy. And don't like it. At bedtime, I, I don't have anything on uh, because I want to be able to move around and not destroy my pillow. That's already been destroyed from from this cancer thing before. Cause it would always bleed and, and all sorts of stuff like that. But that's, that's over now. Thank you. Um, but during the day Vaseline and it's gross looking, I mean, no one cares, but it, it is. And, um, I don't think about it anymore. And like, I don't think about it and cringe anymore as far as like the procedure itself. I, I don't want to go through it again. I absolutely don't. And I, and I hope I, I hope, I hope I don't have any more basal cell ever in my life but chances are, are really high that it will. That's okay. It'll be caught early and be taken away and be very tiny. That's good. I'm fine with that. <sighs> but uh, this was not an experience that I wish on anybody. I don't want to go through it again. The pain, it still comes back. Like I said, uh, shouting or not shouting. I was just, I was talking a lot on Saturday and then Sunday I paid for it. Um, that that's That's it. So... Man. Okay, so the the looks of it. Let's get into that really quick. Uh, and it's not a big deal. I thought it'd be much worse than it is. I, I don't look funny. The when I took the bandage off, and um, that was what thirty six hours in. I looked and I and I looked straight ahead in the mirror, and I saw that the right side of my face, like the ear, was like lo- laying down. And for a week, I obsessed over that. I was like, my, he messed up my ear. <laughs> like I, I, my ear was sagging. And like I, I put my fingers on my other ear. And if you put your finger in between your ear and your head, if you try to move back and forth, mine won't go through. It, it stops. I can't put my finger through. On the other side, I was just going back and forth with my finger. I was like, no, this is terrible. I was so upset, <laughs> so upset. And then the swelling started going down and then the ear kind of, I guess, raised up. I don't know. <laughs> it was just... That I thought I was, I was like, I'm done. And my wife was like, we'll get it taken care of. Don't worry. I was like, where are you getting this money? You know? <laughs> and then I thought that, you know, one side of my face is going to look completely different than the other. And it's really not that bad. I really can't tell. And that's a good thing. And no one can really tell. Everyone sees the scar and they're like, oh, it looks great. I'm like, compared to what? You know? And I, I just nod and say, yeah, no, it does. And I'm like, what compared to, yeah, no scar. I guess it looks absolutely horrible. Um, compared to what you thought in your mind, yeah, I guess it looks great. I, in my mind, I'm like, it's, it's a big scar. <laughs> it's huge. It goes basically into my eye and then to my ear, but like a curve up. It's really, he did a really great job. Um, and then goes down and across my ear. Uh, it's, you know, yeah, everyone, I just, I'm very thankful for everybody. Everyone's like checking on me, except for the fact that people stare at my face. 
like when I go to go places, they want to look at it or see somebody. They're like, let me see. And they like, they either let me turn my head or they just walk around to look at my face. I'm like, please stop staring at it. <laughs> you know, just leave it alone. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's already uncomfortable but to like, I was, I was someone the other day, the last two weeks and it, everyone that comes up to you, they let me see your face. It's, you know, that, that'll hopefully die down soon. It's, it's very uncomfortable though. Um, you know, it, like just let, let me be, <laughs> I don't, stop looking at my face. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the, uh, the ordeal I went through. And I, I think I covered everything. I'm not sure if I did and it doesn't really matter. Does it? But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, another topic, my, my nephew and I, we send each other videos every day, like little clips, uh, what we see on Instagram. He, he sends TikTok. I used to have TikTok, but it, it's just, I don't, I don't know. You get lost in it. I just took TikTok off my phone. Plus all the implications. It doesn't matter. Your whole phone is, is basically, you know, against you. Um, everything's with listening and sending things, but uh, I took that off and I'm using Instagram stories and stuff, not stories, but like the videos, whatever, the reels, that's what you call them. And uh, YouTube has their shorts. Those are fun too. And we send each other videos and they're not appropriate. <laughs> they're very inappropriate. And we, we get a crack out of it. And they're so inappropriate to like, if anything isn't, is anywhere like kind of normal or even like heart, you know, uplifting and stuff. We're like, why'd you send that? <laughs> like, like, is something wrong? <laughs> oh man and we just all the time and uh it's just a it's we have a great relationship like that and my my sister-in-law we do it too and uh but not as much as my uh my nephew and I and we don't I don't send what I send him I won't send her <laughs> it's just it's just not right uh it's it's so bad um but it's it's a great time we have a lot of fun together and uh it just some of those videos are just really entertaining. Um, but then if you get into like a certain, if you watch a certain video more than once, like it, it, cause it it loops, if you watch it more than once, whatever is in that video, it's going to the next few videos. And even like a long line, depending on how long you're watching, they're going to be somewhat similar. So you got to be careful what you get into. (laughs) If you get, if you get into something messed up, which sometimes we do, and then it's like every everything that we're sending to each other is just like on the same genre and it's not good. <laughs> we have to we basically have to like get away from our phones for a while and and look for other things to to look at to kind of like wash our minds out. And it's it's funny though. Good times. Yeah. I don't know why I'm telling you that. There's no point of it. It has nothing to do with my face. There's nothing to do with any oh it, it here here we'll we'll tie it in this way. For the first week week and a half, two weeks, I hurting, everything hurt, laughing, laughing was terrible. And my nephew, like the first day, the second day, second day, he didn't, he texted me just to say hello, or, you know, how are you doing the first day? And when I sent him, I would, okay, actually it was like after the second day, when I sent him a picture of what my face looked like, he was like, oh my goodness. And I, he's, he, I get a call from his father a little bit later and he's like, what happened? he knew, he knew what I went through, but he's like, I did not know that it was going to be like that. And I couldn't really talk to him. I, I couldn't talk on the phone. And I, but I picked it up because he, he's the kind of person like 
he doesn't talk on the phone to family. <laughs> and if he does, it's either important or, you know, it's just like, oh, just, wow, I feel, I feel important. He called me. Um, so I picked it up just to like, I was, I was like, I was like this. I was like, I can't talk. And he's like, I cannot believe what you went through. I did not know how bad it was going to be. But anyway, um, so my nephew sent me a video like two days later or after I sent him the picture, like later on that day, he sent me a video. It was funny. And I, I just replied back. I was like, stop it. I can't laugh. Stop it, please. <laughs> and he sent me one more. And I was like, seriously, I can't do this. I love you, but I can't. Please don't. It hurts to laugh. And then he realized <laughs> what he did. <laughs> and he waited a couple of days until do it again. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, look, I want to give you more because it's been a while. And, um, but my mouth is really hurting right now. My jaw hurts. My, my face hurts. So I'm going to have to wrap it up. Uh, I was going to do a little, uh, a patent thing, but, uh, not today. I'm sorry. Um, but my face is really hurting and I'm going to, this is the most talking I've done in since March 28th, since March 27th, I should say. So, um, this is going to hurt tomorrow, <laughs> but it's worth it. I, I love doing these. Uh, I just, I'm sorry that it wasn't able to the last couple of weeks, but I know you understand now after hearing that story. Um, and if you don't, why, <laughs> why don't you? So that, okay. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for all those of you that, uh, contacted me or sent me wishes on while this was happening. I appreciate all of you. And for those of you who didn't know, now you do. I'm not expecting anything. That's that really came out weird. I did not. I'm not expecting you to to reach out to me. But oh, here's what I was gonna say. Now you know why I was gone. So those of you who didn't know, now you know why it's been a couple weeks since I've posted anything. So um, I'm back now. As long as this doesn't kill me tomorrow, I should be back next week too, and uh, we'll talk some more. Uh, catch me out, uh, catch me out, catch me on the outside. Remember that? That was terrible. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, no grenades podcast and on Facebook. Don't really go there. And yeah, questions, send them private messages. I'll answer them. Any comments, uh, again, Spotify. Uh, if you listen to this on Spotify, even if you don't, you can go to Spotify and you can submit a question or an answer to a question that I'm going to put on this episode and I will answer it and probably on air. So there's that. And uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to say. And I would love to hear from you. All right. So until next time, uh, if you have anything on your face, anywhere in your body that doesn't look right, go get it checked out, please. <laughs> it's, that's a PSA for today. Don't do what I did. Don't wait. Just get it checked out. And if you find out it's nothing, fantastic. And if you find out it is something, they'll take care of it. All right? Just do it. And for now, see you, not see you. <laughs>